On episode four of Double A Pop Culture Cast, Em and I discuss our dream Christmas gifts. We talk the two new trailers that Marvel dropped this week. We discuss all about the Polar Express with a guest. And then Adam and I talk about our favorite Christmas TV specials. Got it. Welcome back to Double A Pop Culture Cast. Your weekly recharge. So we have uh, a bit of a different episode today. Um, we're going to be talking a lot about some really cool stuff. We have our first guest on today. Um, it's going to be great. I'm excited. All that holiday cheer, all that Christmas stuff. But how are you? How are you? I'm doing fairly well. I will say, I don't know what it is this year. I haven't been in the Christmas spirit as much as I would have liked. I would like. Really? I don't know what it is. Huh. But I, I think I'm slowly getting there, getting more into the spirit. Yeah. I will say I, unlike most years, this year in particular, I don't know what it is, I am really feeling Christmas. Are you? I am like so just like ready to, you know, head home with the family and just Christmas and celebrate and just I'm excited. Oh, cool. I don't know what it is, but I am just feeling it this year. So something I've been curious about is what would be your dream Christmas gift? Ooh. Oh, man. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Um, I would say, well, this year I asked for a new Fitbit. I asked for the uh, Fitbit Ionic, mm-hmm. which uh, is like a smartwatch mixed with like a... A fitness tracker, so I want one of those, but, oh man, my dream Christmas gift probably would be, um, is this like anything in the world? Sure, yeah. Or like, just one item. I'm curious now to hear both. Both? Okay, if, if, if it was like, you can have anything in the world, Mm -hmm. I think like, a yacht that I could live on, that'd be cool, so I could park it. And different docks around the world, and just live there, and just travel the world, and do whatever. That'd be my dream Christmas gift to wake up and be like, "You have a yacht!" And be like, "Awesome!" I mean, you know, we're in Southern Ohio, so like, aren't a lot of places to park a boat, but <laughs> it was possible. Love that. Um, but if it was just like one item, realistically speaking, I think maybe like just a new car. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're both really big, but, like, I feel like a yacht is, like, you know, dream, you know, something you can live on, but, like, a new car would be nice. Um, I people tell people that it's my dream car, and they're, they think, like, I'm shooting way too low, but I really, really, really like the Subaru Outback. Oh, yeah. I don't know what it is. I just think it's a really cool-looking car. It can go off-road, but it doesn't look like an off-road car, and, like, I could, I could camp all the time with it. I'd love to do that. So I love... A Subaru Outback. All right. Super lame, but whatever. You do you. Hey, yeah, yeah. It's functional. So, <laughs> that it is. That it is. So, what would be your, your dream Christmas gift? <laughs> it, this is just something I've wanted for a while now. So, there was a Star Wars Christmas album. I'm not surprised. That was released in 1980. Really? It's It had a... It has a very limited release. Like, it's really, really tough to find. It was it was actually a record. 
And so it's called Christmas in the Stars. Okay. And you gotta hear some of these songs on it. So there's one that's called R2D2, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. Oh my gosh. And then there's What Can You Get a Wookiee for Christmas? Oh my. And what's it called? Christmas in the Stars? Yeah. It was released in 1980. So the thing is, We Wish You a Merry Christmas, that was re released on some children's Christmas album or something like that. So I actually bought that song. Okay. So I've heard that one. But I've never heard What Can You Get a Wookiee for Christmas. Yeah. And I'm curious. What can you get one? I feel like you can get him a new what do you, Oh, Oh, it's even better. What Can You Get a Wookiee for Christmas? Parentheses. When he already owns a comb. <laughs> Implying that Wookiees want nothing else but to have smooth, silky hair. Yeah. Chewbacca does have pretty great hair. He does. He does. Um, I think maybe like a new bowcaster, a new bandolier, maybe. We can get a Wookiee for Christmas. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I don't know. Maybe uh, a different house, a different family that doesn't exist in the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> um, which I guess is now a great time to plug. So, on Christmas Eve, December 24th, Double uh, A Pop Culture Cast will be doing a very special holiday Christmas special. We're having our, our first Christmas special um, where we will be watching the Star Wars holiday special and discussing um, the absurdities. Of that film, or brilliance, so, or brilliance, you or brilliance. You know, we haven't seen it all the way through. It could be a, a hidden cinematic gem. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got an all-star cast: mm-hmm. B. Arthur, Art Carney, Jefferson Starship's on there. Ex- yeah, Darth Vader's in there. Um, I did watch the intro the other day. What I love is that it's Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker, Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia, Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca. Harrison Ford as uh, you know, Han, Solo. Han Solo, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO, and then R2-D2 as R2-D2. And I'm like... Oh, <laughs> uh, poor Kenny Baker. I was like, Kenny Baker was in R2-D2, and we're just going to disregard <laughs> him? Okay, it's fine. <laughs> but it's fine. I feel like if I was Kenny Baker, I would be like deeply offended. Oh, yeah. You know, like, no, I was in that thing the whole time. Yeah, it's disappointing. Um, but, but yeah, we're doing that on... Christmas Eve, so watch out for that. It's going to be quite fun. Um, but yeah, so uh, with a little bit of a different episode th- this week, uh, we have like a few segments. So we're going to actually combine our new segment and our little intro here. Um, so two trailers were dropped mm-hmm. this week um, that both have us very excited. Um, those being the Captain Marvel trailer, which comes out in March. Mm-hmm. And then the Avengers 4 trailer, which comes out on April 26th, which we now have a name. And Anthony, what is the name of the new Avengers film? It's Avengers Endgame. I know for a while people were thinking it's going to be Avengers Annihilation. Yeah. Like that was like the, the most concrete rumor we had, but I think Endgame is much more fitting. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. It's how. Endgame's been referenced twice in the film thus far. In Age of Ultron, Tony Stark talks about the Endgame. In mm-hmm. Infinity War, Doctor Strange says that they're in the Endgame now. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how this movie plays out. Because it looks, looking at the trailer, it looks like people have just lost a lot of hope. Yeah. You know, Black Widow is telling 
telling Steve, you know, Thanos did it. He defeated half the universe. Now, what's interesting is we don't see in the trailer. We don't see Bruce Banner in the trailer. I thought we do. Oh, you're right. You're right. He's working on a computer. He's working on a computer. Yeah. In the trailer. Um, but Tony is floating off in space, pro- uh, probably with Nebula. Mm-hmm. Um, he ran out of food and water four days ago. Mm-hmm. That's rough. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and uh, you know, Hawkeye's there, but it looks like we're going to see Ronan. Um, yeah. By the way, okay. So I've I've watched that scene where he shows up several times. Mm-hmm. Is he cutting his arm? I don't think he's cutting his arm. I think he's pulling out a sword from a sheath. In his arm. Yeah, like it's oh. in his arm. Like like an Assassin's Creed style dagger. He's like pulling the sword out. God. I don't think he's cutting his arm. Okay. Um, but he's, he's in Japan. So he's, he's in Japan or some kind of Japanese, you know, little Tokyo area. Mm-hmm. Um He's got the the shaved side of his head, the kind of pulled back bun. So I'm wondering if Hawkeye's family, because we know they exist, if they got snapped. I have a feeling they did. And and he goes just completely dark. Um, I love the way it ends, where you have this super dark trailer, and it's, you know, Avengers Endgame. You get that title, and then, you know, Scott Lang's knocking on the Avengers headquarters like, Hey, it's... It's me, Scott. Remember we from the the airport in Germany? Met a few years ago. Uh, I'm Ant-Man. I know you know that. Yeah. And then Steve's like, is this a recording? We should let him in. And I'm excited to see how that plays into to everything. Some people are already theorizing that Captain Marvel will be the one to save Tony Stark and Nebula. Because mm-hmm. she'll be out in space already. Which then brings us to the Captain Marvel trailer. Mm-hmm. Which just looks so much fun. It does. Did you see... So I guess in the comics, she has a cat that's an alien, mm-hmm. and the cat's name is Chewy, after Chewbacca. Interesting. But in this movie, it's named Goose, probably after the character in Top Gun. Yes, because she's a, uh, an Air Force pilot. Yeah, and every time they show that shot of her as the pilot, I get Top Gun vibes. Oh, yeah. Aviator glasses. A lot of Top Gun vibes. I'm wondering how this, this movie can definitely feel really different. You think? All the Marvel films. I think just because it was set in the 90s. Yeah. You have young Nick Fury with both eyes. Yeah, that technology is incredible. Yeah. Um, the young Samuel L. Jackson looks amazing. Yeah. I was worried it was going to look janky like uh, Tarkin and Leia did in A New Hope, or not New Hope, in Rogue One, but it looks good. It, it looks, looks really, really good. Really, yeah. Um, I love Nick Fury messing around with, with the cat. Yeah. You know, oh, who's a, who's a good, oh, a pretty kitty. And then he's like, Nick, come on. He's like, I'll be back. <laughs> he's like, aw. Did you, you know. see, actually, how big are you on spoilers? Um, I don't know how big is our audience on spoilers. I don't know. I just, so there were images of action figures released for Captain Marvel. Really? And there was something that maybe might be a little spoilery for the cat. We'll 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 save that for for later discussion then. Okay. Um, I love that we see Ronan the Accuser mm-hmm. in the trailer. Yeah, and who's Guardi- be the back. first Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep, and it's interesting because he's Cree, and I believe, yeah, he's a Cree um, warrior, mm-hmm. and it looks like in the trailer that they take Carol Danvers and they convert her 
to being Kree. Right. Um, either they convert her or they, you know, fill her with Kree blood and she becomes, has the same DNA as the Kree, um, you know, as a way to save her. And so people are thinking, well, if Ronan is here and he was the bad guy, are the Kree the bad guys? I mean, from the trailers, definitely seem. So it seems like she's going to start off thinking the scroll are bad, and then she's going to see, oh, the Kree are kind of bad too. Because it seems like Jude Law is her mentor, and he's going to be end up being bad. Mm-hmm. It looks. I'm like calling he, that. He's <laughs> supposedly going to be playing the role of Marvel, who gives her the title. When he dies, she becomes yeah Captain Marvel or Marvel. Yeah, he was the original Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be interesting. I like at the end we see maybe hints of Supernova. The is it Supernova? Is that the correct name? It's like when Captain Marvel like absorbs the energy of a star, and like she's flying around shooting all the ships just goes with her hands, oh. very Superman esque. Because I know Captain Marvel for the Marvel comics is basically Superman. You know, you're this alien whose suit can fly, has all sorts of powers. Basically, Superman. I know she's really powerful. Uh, I believe the Russo brothers were like, Captain Marvel is going to be like the biggest, most pow- like OP character mm-hmm. in the Marvel universe. So it'll be interesting to see how, if she works with, you know, Scott Lang, if she works with the Avengers, if she's helping all of them. Yeah. Um, and also, I hope we can answer as to why. We haven't seen her since. Yeah, I was thinking about that. My thought is that she is out in space somewhere, and even though it is a pager that Nick Fury has, it's a little more advanced than a pager. Yeah, it's almost kind of like, you know, she's the last-ditch effort. You know, if everything, you know, if everything hits the fan, we got to use the pager yeah. to contact Carol Danvers. Um, I wonder if she's going to be, like, bumming around space... Like, we've never heard of her before, either, so I'm hoping they explain that, too. Yeah. I feel like in Guardians of the Galaxy, that would be a great time to kind of, like, drop hints that this super-powered Kree being exists. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least if Ronan would have mentioned her before. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays we'll into see. this, too, so... I'm interested. I really liked this, this succession of shots they used in the teaser and now the trailer, where it's Carol Danvers falling down, mm-hmm. like, all throughout her life, and then getting back up. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That'll be good. I'm looking forward to seeing Marvel's first female lead, kind of their Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. you know, and seeing how that goes. And I mean, Wonder Woman was good. I liked Wonder Woman. I'm hoping to like Captain Marvel more, mostly because I'm rooting more for Marvel than DC. Oh, really? <laughs> um, I just feel like DC just needs to get it together. <laughs> Aquaman looks good. Um, it's apparently getting great reviews so far. Yeah. Um, but I really want to see Captain Marvel do well and looking forward to seeing that and seeing how she plays in with Infinity War and where do we go after Infinity War? You know, after, sorry, after Endgame. You know, once yeah. we get past Endgame, are we going to have like a new set of Avengers? You I would know? think the, the roster changes a lot in, in, for the Avengers lineup, so I'm sure that's the case. Mm-hmm. So in the trailer, there's the shot of Captain America looking at a picture of Peggy Carter. Yes. And that was his old flame, his old love. Mm-hmm. And there's a trope in films where if a soldier looks at his old love through a little picture like that, like a locket, that they're 
not going to make it back. Make it out of this. Interesting. So, but the thing is, the Russo brothers. I don't know if you saw this, but recently they said this isn't, this isn't Chris Evans' last time playing Captain America. Really? Yeah. They're like, we can't explain more to that in, until after the movie, but they're like, we think it was. Just, I, they exp- they basically because remember how Chris Evans came out with those tweets a couple months ago saying like, thank you for everyone who's been on this journey, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how much of this is them making things up to add tension and how much of it is, you know, actual truth. So, you know, maybe Chris Evans tweeting that out was supposed to kind of be like, as Captain America or something like that. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Also, do you remember a month or so ago... When Mark Ruffalo was on Jimmy Fallon, yes, he apparently gave away the name. I wonder what happened with all that because it doesn't. It sounds like the consensus was that he said it was called the Last Avenger. Yeah, which I'm glad it's not called Avengers, the Last Avenger. Right, I don't think it sounds good. That's a horrible title. <laughs> It'd be like Soldiers, the Last Soldier. <laughs> it's like, huh? Yeah. What? So. But yeah, I, uh, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to both of those, and I'm looking forward to this, uh, this episode this week. Yeah, so, me too. Yeah. All right. Well, on to our first segment with our first guest on the podcast, Rhea Taylor. Okay, so we have our first guest on today. Re- the Rhea Taylor. That's Hi, right. Hi, guys. Hello, hello. So happy to be here. Yes. We're so happy to have you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we are. So we're about to watch the Polar Express. Um, so what do you think, having never seen this movie before, describe what you think the plot of the Polar Express is. Something depressing is going to happen okay. um, on a train ride. Okay. That's all I know. Okay. That's it. That's all you're going to say. So this beloved Christmas movie is about a sad thing that happens on a train ride. Christmas is always about something sad. What do you mean? Well, is it going to be happy by the end? Um, That doesn't always mean that. Oh, okay. It could be a tragic happy ending. Okay. Like what? (laughs) I feel like you're probing me to say something. Well, I'm just imagining, is someone going to get run over by the train? I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. He might not ever see his family again. Or... I know there's a person in it, right? There's a little boy. There, there's there, there's Most a little cover. Yeah. Really? There's a little boy. Yeah. But it's like his story, right? Kinda. On the train. Sort right? of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh gosh, this is gonna be interesting. Mm. All right. Well. I don't know. We'll come back after we've seen the Polar Express. Okay. So we just watched the Polar Express. Yup. Rhea, that was your first time? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It's been a long time coming. I'm so sorry to show up to the party late on <laughs> Polar Express. It was interesting. Yeah? Yeah. What would you say was your your favorite part? Ooh, the favorite part. I love the drunk dude. He's great. Is he even drunk? I think he's Is just he drunk? I think he's just a homeless guy. Oh. I think that takes away some of the mystery. <laughs> I, well, I think part of it is that he was a person at one point. And then he like either died on the train or like something happened where like now he's he's just like a ghost that haunts the train. Mm-hmm. He haunts it. Yeah, cuz the conductor mentioned I think 
you had up to adjust the AC at this point, oh. but the conductor mentioned with like getting off the train after the whole like roller coaster uh-huh. across the lake thing, that the conductor almost slipped and fell, and someone grabbed him, but no one was there. Right. And so it was the hobo. Right. He told who, him, "Shh, like be quiet." Mm-hmm. But then the conductor mentioned how that happened to him, like beforehand, like a few years ago that happened. So like the hobo probably was on the train. Mm. Can we just call him the ghost? I think he's called, like, the hobo in the credits, but that's fairly insensitive. Yeah. We'll call him the ghost. From the now. ghost, yeah. For the rest of the conversation, the, the train ghost. Okay, yeah. the train ghost. The train Don't ghost, you. yeah. So I really like him. Mm-hmm. Um, also, oh, the little song. Uh-huh. When he was singing on the end of the like train little... by himself and then they all showed up that was a great great mm-hmm. moment i yeah. will say when he's singing by himself and then the girl comes and starts singing i've always thought that the boy's d- reaction is so delayed when he goes <gasps> yeah <laughs> she's yeah. like she's like a verse and he goes <gasps> yeah I, it was so cute though i thought yeah. it was so sweet so. yeah, yeah. Those were super nice. Mm-hmm. I love all the little moments where everything's going wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are great too. It's it's almost kind of like a disaster film for Christmas. <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. Very much so. Like for being based off of like a picture book from like nineteen ninety something. Or 80s, even. 80s, I think, yeah. In the 80s? That's when this was made? The when the book? book was made, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they they did a lot of artistic license in expanding the plot. <laughs> yeah, so some of this stuff isn't even in the... No. It, the book's pretty simple. It's just a boy wakes up on... Like, he's having trouble falling asleep on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Wakes up, sees the Polar Express outside. Conductor asks him to come aboard. Mm-hmm. He goes aboard. Talks about how they travel through all these different places. Mm-hmm. And then they get to the North Pole... Yep. And then, he, I don't think he ever has an issue hearing the bells. No, I think that is part of it. I think it's that he he doesn't, sh- he's not sure if he believes in Santa. Really? I always I thought that was explained in the movie. Maybe. But basically, he gets yeah. to the North Pole, and then Santa picks him, and he wants one of the bells from the, the sleigh. Mm-hmm. Santa gives it to him. There's the hole in his pocket. He loses it. He gets back. Um, next morning on Christmas Day, bells in the box. And then... The, narration at the end where like you know all my friends it didn't ring for them and then my sister even didn't ring for her but it still rang for me that's how the book ends yeah it's oh. like verbatim it is verbatim yeah okay so like I mean they are served hot chocolate in the book but it's just it's the illustration is just like people with like a cart like just serving them hot chocolate and like that's it there's no implied dance number well no see that we need that magic that yeah. was great oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. but it's cool like there's a scene where it's talking about when Santa arrives or when he left in the book, mm-hmm. and you see all these elf hats up in the air. So it's like they chose because usually you see elves in green, right? But in this movie, they were in the red. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's just like the book. So it's cool that attention to detail. Oh. And so a lot of those like longer shots are yeah. like animated versions of the illustrations. Hmm. So, and also how they took like the wolves watching the train and turn that into a whole, like, you know, sequence of the ticket flying off the train. Yeah, I really like that. That was a really cool addition. Yeah. Wasn't that? I always wonder where paper goes when it flies. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I always wonder what happens. It, everyone has a story. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Especially magic paper. I was thinking <laughs> when he finds the ticket for the second time and then he's going and crossing the train carts, he yeah. puts it in his mouth and I'm thinking, that ticket has been in so many dirty places <laughs> in the last like ten minutes. Yeah. Like, like it's been inside a baby eagle. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, think of all the germs. Yeah. Just, <laughs> he definitely had to get like a tetanus shot when he got back. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. It's a magic train. Nothing ever was said that it was a sanitary train. It's right. just magic. That's true. I mean, so much of it was so irrational. I guess that's the dream part. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, so. I'm impressed that you caught on to that so quickly. Like, that it's supposed to be dreamlike. Well, may, I don't know. What I, are you I'm saying? Definitely did, I definitely did Wait a minute, it. rewind. What? I definitely did it the first few times. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is happening. This is, like, a, a thing. No, it's so obvious. Well, I guess the last time I actually sat down and watched it was maybe, like, I don't know. I'm 22 now. And I was like 13 maybe and like oh. actually just sat down and, I mean again I've I've seen it every year but again I put it on in the background I've yeah. never like I've noticed so many more things this time uh-huh. like the I mentioned earlier like the roller coaster yeah, you know sound effects, effects. Yeah, and I was like cool. oh they added that like when that yeah. scene's about to start so I, I never noticed that before I never noticed that Tom Hanks is in this movie <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I was gonna say, I was like, like Tom Hanks way. plays four different people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. Also, okay. I noticed this time that the dad is just an animated version of Tom Hanks. Yeah. I noticed that for the first time. I was like, oh, that's just Tom Hanks. That's right. not even like a right. generic father, like generic man animation. Like that's just Tom Hanks. Well, that's what I was thinking this time around. Like maybe. All these characters represent something for the boy mm-hmm. yeah. using his father. Yeah. Like, the ghost is his doubt. Mm-hmm. The train conductor is his... We don't... Let's put like, that on the back burner. Uh, Next! We'll unpack we'll that later. <laughs> I think... Well, the little girl is obviously absolutism. Oh, we're getting deep into this philosophy. Keep going. I'm serious. No, I, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some skepticism. He is skepticism. And then mm-hmm. the little boy is like... I guess like a what is a great word for just Christmas is Christmas sucks like it's it's like it would be skepticism or... though but it would be just like like hopeless or hopelessness I think it's like Some, something along that line those who you know for those who are like haven't had the money to ever really celebrate Christmas and you're kind of that like it's in the same way I think of it and it's a really bad analogy but it's the best I can think of right now it's like being single on Valentine's Day is like there's all this spirit of Valentine's Day but you can't celebrate it in the same way that like Christmas comes around each year but you don't have the money to celebrate it so you're like having, especially for a parent like having to tell your kids like Christmas just doesn't work out for us you know and like yeah. I don't know that one that's like the most I, sad maybe part maybe we can just call it death of Christmas cheer versus absolutism in Christmas cheer like yeah, yeah, yeah. she's super sure and then he's in the middle and he's constantly doing this dance between mm-hmm. you know so then what's the nerdy kid what's what's his oh, role oh boy <laughs> that guy I think he's just comic relief okay. <laughs> <In the> movie, <laughs> he's just comic relief like uh, oh, he's so annoying though yeah oh man uh, I'm trying to think of every scene that he was in like everything that he did 
Maybe he's supposed to represent patience or something. I think so. He's like the impatient kid on Christmas who like yeah. can't fall asleep. And he opened like all of his gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't like that. No, I, th- I <laughs> thought of this and I was wondering like, because if it's already, we know we're in like a magical setting. Yeah. If because he opened it earlier, it was underwear. That's always what I've gathered. Yeah. That if he would have waited, it would have been different. Oh. Yeah. He's like, it's all a bunch of underwear. And I'm like if you waited till Christmas like if Billy had opened his gift yeah. it would have been like like socks or underwear well yeah maybe that's the point then yeah definitely maybe that's the point Ooh, and so there's that see. there's that label uh-huh. you know do not open till Christmas but he opened it earlier so it's just underwear yeah this conductor though what is what is he was so loud when he picked me up like I would have been like why are you you're so loud <laughs> it's the Polar Express well in the great. I think that comes from the book so in the book Again, like he doesn't hear when he gets off the train, he doesn't hear what the conductor says. Yeah, and I didn't in get the book that. it says the conductor cups his hands over his mouth and goes "Merry Christmas." So uh-huh. I think they're just keeping him in line with that character from the book. Uh-huh. Being, yeah, I really like the conductor because like he, I love that you get like little hints of past rides that he's done. Like he mentions how he's never been late before, and like. He also, you clearly does not live in the real world. Yeah, no. Because he says, like, transferable instead of transferable. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't catch that. Transferable? Yeah, because trans- yeah, he, the kid's like, here, take my ticket when the girl loses hers. And he's like, like, whoa, these tickets are not transferable. And I'm like, burpable? What? Mm-hmm. Like, not transferable will be the proper. And then when all the toys are in that one car, and he's like, yeah, we're cleaning them up. Um, the boss calls it re-bicycling. Yeah. So, like, he he understands basic, but he doesn't understand, like, real-world concepts. Like, he either lives at the North Pole. I, like, how did this guy get the job? Because he's not an elf. No. But, like, yeah. you know, unless he's also, let's go deeper here, he's also, like, a ghost that just lives on the train. I mean, there's some magic thing component to it, because, like, there's not... The, there's not a train track that goes through the middle of a road in Grand Rapids, Michigan. No, no. Of and people not. would notice. Yeah, people would notice train. a giant, you know, steam train coming through the neighborhood at like eleven thirty at night. So we assume. So we assume. So we assume. That's true. People have slept through their alarms, and I imagine if you can sleep through your alarm, you can sleep through a train. Yeah, very possible. So, but I always, when I was younger, I, I thought like, was this like, because it's clearly. Not modern. Okay. It's like taking place sometime anywhere I'd say between like the forties and the sixties. Is really? it wearing there of course, based off the dance numbers and things. The dance numbers and the costume uh-huh. or the outfits of the kids and the decorations inside the house. Yeah. Uh-huh. And like the old department store window, mm-hmm. all that. Um like Oh, that makes sense now. And the record players? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like I don't know why, but I want to say 1940, like... I'm thinking 40s. 1940s is when this is taking place. And, like... the Lindy Hop at the end. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, my first thought... 50s, maybe? 40s, 50s? 40s, late 40s, early 50s, yeah. My first thought was, like, was this a thing, like, before people had a lot of cars? When I was, like, I first saw it when I was, like, 9 or 10, my first thought was, 
oh, well, of course trains go through neighborhoods because if they don't have a car, how else are they going to get around? <laughs> I thought they, like, built train tracks in neighborhoods and then over well, time they got removed. it did used to be like that, though. Yeah. Um, so now that makes more sense since they're like, yeah, when you go to the wrong, you know, you're going to the other side of the tracks, that was like a 40, 50s time thing, coal like, mine-ish that's where all that comes from. Like that from. phrase of like, going to those how the tracks, like yeah. working class. Yeah. There's a lot of okay. socioeconomic levels of the yeah, poor. Yeah, and that's why they, that pulled, no they picked up that boy, and that's why he had the, like, really sucky Christmas cheer. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I never got He's also that just wearing, before. like, an oversized shirt and, like, rain boots. Right. Whereas everyone else has, like, full pajamas and, yeah. like, a nightgown. Yeah. Uh, and I was oh. that scene where they're tight roping across the rail tra- road tracks. Yeah. I always think on oh, those rain boots, that's gonna be so difficult. Yeah, yeah. The the amount of like well, the lack of safety at the North Pole <laughs> is astounding. It's a good yeah. thing OSHA does not know that the North Pole is a thing, or they would be hounding down their door. Yeah, and then no one was cold. Yeah, n- no yeah. one wore a coat. The kid's on top of the train, like, trying to get the ticket back, and he's wearing, like, pajamas and a robe. And the hot chocolate must have been enough. To warm him up, yeah. (laughs) Um, I love that scene where (laughs) the ghost gives him the cup of hot chocolate and then pulls the sock out of the cancer. (laughs) And then the boy chokes or coughs up his hot cocoa and yeah. the ghost goes, oh, bless you. Yeah. He was so respectful about it, though. Yeah. He, yeah. like, didn't, like, pour it out or anything. He's just like, oh, yeah. we're just gonna, gonna hold that. this. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna put a cap on it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I love the the train engineers. The the really tall guy yeah. and the really fat guy. He I love... speaks reindeer. Yeah. Well, I think uh, when you pull on his when beard. When you pull on his beard. It sounds like it. Yeah. That was great. I love that. It's a great little addition. Apparently, they were voiced by like the same guy. Hmm. They're just he just recorded two different characters. I think it's kind of fun. Oh, okay. It's the same voice actor. Uh, but I, I think I remember reading somewhere that like shortly after the movie came out, that actor actually like passed away. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Like either he wasn't able to see it, or like the movie like he died before the movie actually came out. But, yeah, um, oh, that's too bad. But yeah, it's uh. I don't know, it's a really fun movie. I really like it, and... I don't know, I feel like... I, I don't know about you, but I got a little teary-eyed at some points. Just, like, a little emotional, like, mostly nostalgia. Let's talk about these points. At what point did you get teary-eyed? At the very end, when, like, all the kids are, like, and Santa's flying around, and, like, all the music's playing, and... I don't know. Okay. It's, it's a little... It's, it's nostalgic for me. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I I don't know that message at the end. Which uh, when it zooms in, when it fades to the picture of the bell, and he the narrator is talking about how at one point most of his friends could hear the sound of the bell, but for all of them, it, it there, faded. There was one Christmas, yeah, and then Sarah. There was one Christmas where she f- could no longer hear its sweet sound. Yeah. But he said he still can hear it, and yeah. those who truly believe can too. Yeah. Oh, I think that's a really cool message. That's sweet, yeah. Do you hear the bells? I like to think I do. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Do you hear oh, them? Of course. Um, I think I think it, it it ends in like a vague enough way that you can be like like what is Christmas? Like the the meaning. What is the meaning? I think yeah. it's just like, you know that kind of feeling of like being with family, being with friends and 
you know, that just kind of warm feeling that Christmas has. Yeah, or even like the kindness. You know, I, I love the song Where Are You Christmas from the the, the, Grinch, Jim Carrey, Grinch, the Jim Carrey version where the, there's one line where it goes if there's love in your heart and your mind you will feel like Christmas all the time and so you know how you get that there's that like really warm feeling at Christmas time that I don't know it just I think sometimes it stems from just generosity and yeah. giving and being there for your fellow human beings and then when you're like that, other times you kind of feel that same feeling. Mm-hmm. Other times th- of the year. I think it's definitely... I mean, we could get into the historical reasons for why Christmas takes place in wintertime, but that's for another podcast. Another episode. <laughs> um, Rhea's like, please don't do that while I'm here. <laughs> please, no history. Um, but I think that it's... You know, you've had this... Whatever your year was, whether it was a really good year, really bad year... At the end of the year, you get together with your family. You know, you're giving gifts. It's almost kind of like, you know, in a way, it's kind of like we did it. We made it through the year. You know, let's just celebrate, be together, and just be in each other's presence and mm-hmm. just, you know, enjoy the generosity of others. And, you know, I don't know. It's a really sweet, we think about it that way, it's almost kind of like a, not like a reward, but kind of like a, you know, you can breathe for a moment. Hmm. You know. Be in the present. Huh? Yeah, because yeah. Mm-hmm. how we're so busy, and this is the time people are off work. We're mm-hmm. together. We're just mm-hmm. focused on this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you say to get back onto the Polar Express and <laughs> get back on the train? Back on the back on track, if we will. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Our train of thought is coming back. Yeah, yeah. Um, what would you say was? The, the weirdest part of the film. The part where you're like, okay, this is like, you know, we've jumped the shark. Like, this is just <laughs> too weird now. When did I... What part of the movie were, in, were we on when I was like, oh, this is just gonna get weirder? It was... What part? I think after the reindeer. Like, after the caribou. And they were, like, pulling on the guy's beard. You were like... Yes. You were like, it's gonna get weirder, that, when isn't When he it? started speaking <laughs> reindeer, and then they moved, I was like, oh... Here we go. <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. Yeah, like, up until that point, like, I don't want to say it was grounded in reality, because it wasn't, because we already had, like, a dance yeah. number where, like, they spin the the, like, the benches around. Yeah, and they pull, like, table. They pull the tablecloth out and put it on, like, an invisible table, and then they dance <laughs> on the invisible table, then they pull the cloth off, and there's no table there, yep. and, yeah. you know, all that. Um, like, it's not... Already, we're... In terms of world-building we're gonna go off of that is like we've been introduced to this concept alright the kid doesn't believe in Christmas now we're gonna oh here's a train in his neighborhood it could be like what we were talking about maybe there are just tracks in the neighborhood yeah. you know they're picking up these kids but so far everything seems pretty you know digestible t- it's tame yeah it's, it's not like super intense mm-hmm. and then the hot chocolate scene happens you're like oh yeah <laughs> that was fun a little weird but okay and then you know, it starts to amp up the weirdness when, like, he sees, like, the conductor taking the girl, like, on top of the train. You're like, wait, why is, where, where are they going? Also, if he was going to go to the front of the train, which we know he did eventually, Mm -hmm. why would he go all the way to the back, go on top of the train to get to the front, when he could have just, like, walked through the cars to get to the front of the train? Yeah, I'm not too sure about that. Either. I mean, it's, 
I, I get this like the bait and switch of like you think he's gonna be throwing her off the tracks or throwing her off the train but then of course she's fine mm-hmm. and they just put her in charge of the train <laughs> I don't get that part either. I don't, I don't, like, I don't understand that either. <laughs> yeah, like, they, we can't find a ticket, so you're going to work for it. So drive the train while they <laughs> replace the light bulb in the front while we're speeding along. Oh, man. Wait. <laughs> the part where he has to decide where he, whether he's going to be a skeptic or if he's going to be sure as far as, like, which one's the break. He's like, oh. is this break the one that looks like a break yeah and she's like he said it's this yeah oh, that was so good that was a good little message you yeah. know he he didn't choose the break he chose whatever the other thing was mm-hmm. but it, it stopped worked. it yeah. it worked yeah so that was cool yeah i like that that you it's so weird but i'm like huh 2004 kids movie has a strong female lead right yeah. you know and it's it's not like he has... He helps her at times, but, like, she leads the way for, like, most of the film. It's more like this kid's, like, just here for the ride, but she's the one who making the decisions, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is very interesting, so... She does get lead on her She does ticket. get lead or led, depending on how you read it. I hated that part. Why, <laughs> did, why did they make her do that? Say led? Yes. <laughs> she's been this smart this entire time, and then, hope. Oh, Land. What? <laughs> that like that did not fit. There was no reason for that. Oh, and then the smart kid, he's covering the R and he goes, it says Lane. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, Don't you notice that there's an awkward amount of space between the A and the N? Yeah. Like what? Oh. It says lean. Uh, I believe it says learn. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> and <laughs> what if the main character was like, it says bliv. Yeah. What is this? It's not even a real word. I believe it's believe. Oh, and like I, I don't know. I love the everything about the conductor. I just love like the pocket watch where it just says like early oh on gosh, time. Late. Yeah, that is so amazing. And then how he's like the the two best lines from the conductor are when he opens up like. The, the roof of the train to talk to the conductors when, or the drivers I guess when they're on the ice and he's like what in the name of Mike I'm like I know I wanted that too who's Mike he's like, like what in the name of Mike I'm like oh okay new character cool um, and then when the smart kid is like wait you said it was five minutes till midnight 45 minutes ago and he's like exactly <laughs> he's just like I'm shutting you down yeah that was good that yeah. was good yeah. I love his line where he goes, sometimes the most real things in the world are the things we can't see. Yeah, yeah. that was good. That was good. That was good. What um, do you think he meant? Germs. <laughs> 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 He's trying to send a message. I know where that ticket's been that you put in your mouth. Oh, boy. <laughs> the most real things in the world are things we can't see. Go get a tetanus shot. <laughs> <laughs> I'd recommend getting a tetanus booster when you get back. <laughs> Yeah. Why? No reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, I I just love them. It's a really... Also, the train keeps changing. Like, it adds cars. It takes away cars. When it's going up the mountain, it's, like, bending yeah. around the tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's the little things... That after rewatching it after all these years, I'm like, they put so much effort into like 
not hiding the magic, but like making it like subtle enough in a way that it just works. Like yeah. there's there's a moment where you're like until like the end of the movie, I guess, or the caribou scene where you're like, okay, this is weird. Mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of flows. Yeah, I you're still blowing my mind with this taking place in the '40s, the '60s, because so much of it makes sense now. Like when he has that Norman Rockwell magazine mm-hmm. cover. When his dad calls him sport, mm-hmm. that's always just got over my head being like, oh, that's kind of weird that he's calling that. Yeah. I no one I know calls their kids sport. Yeah. yeah. I love, and I mentioned this at the beginning, we were watching it together, like, how he has a, like, a drawer filled with, like, Santa skeptic stuff, like, the <laughs> yeah. kid pulling the beard off Santa at the mall, like, Santa's go on strike, the, you know, the truth on, like, that Norman Rockwell magazine, whatever, and just, like, he's got this file, like, he's been saving up for a while, like, I don't know if Santa's real. I'm gonna do some research. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the mirroring of where he's looking for the truth of Santa, and he's looking at the encyclopedia, and the camera, like, goes behind the words, mm-hmm. and then he closes the book, and then you see that same thing again, where he looks down at the bell, and the camera goes behind the bell. Right. And so it's like, here's what, here's the truth of the encyclopedia says, but here's the bell, and here's the real truth. Mm-hmm. You know, Santa's, I love that. Or what you want to believe. Or what you want to believe. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's showing his skepticism, then his choosing to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, overall, I think it's just a really fun movie. Yeah. What, out of, out of ten cups of hot chocolate, how many cups of hot chocolate would you rate this movie, Rhea? Oh, boy. Having only seen it once. I'd give it a seven. A seven? I, I like a good twisty-turny Christmas movie. Yeah. So. It's, I think it has enough stuff in there to keep everyone entertained. Yeah. Like, this is like a family film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, some Christmas movies are definitely like, oh, this is for kids. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, this is like a little too adult. Yeah, like, your mileage will vary. Like, there's yeah. some scenes in the Santa Claus where I'm like, eh, this is too corny for me. <laughs> yeah, like, the, like in the Santa Claus, which is what we were originally going to watch right. with you, um, where, like, the elves are just kids. Yeah. And they're like, he's like, aren't you... I'm a little younger. He's like, oh no, I'm like 900 years old, and I'm like, <laughs> all right. And like, there's that one line where. <laughs> but isn't that great though? That's so funny. It's not to, the the line we're elves with attitude. <laughs> yeah. I was like, mm, okay. Mm. And I love <laughs> how that. in the Polar Express you have these really gruff elves. Yeah. Um, I love the one who has like the kind of captain's hat mm-hmm. when they're like in the I guess like the naughty or nice monitoring room whatever um how he's like like they're using a number seven bow on Christmas Eve what are they my sugar now <laughs> I'm like ah, I see that elf also celebrates Hanukkah <laughs> oh and you know how uh, and again it makes sense that it's in the 40s to 60s because the black and white screens I'm mm-hmm. getting it all ah. yeah yeah so do you know how they focus on that one kid who's been naughty recently oh, Steven. Steven yeah yeah that's an easter egg to Steven Spielberg who apparently would put gum in his sister's hair. Really? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Huh. I am wow. not kidding. Where'd they get that footage of young Steven Spielberg? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, I didn't do it. I didn't also, do it. Wait, though. Also what? When I noticed the animation 
of the naughty kids and like watching all the kids was totally different than the actual kids. Oh yeah. Oh, it was live action. That's like actual footage of kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's supposed to be like probably just like producers or directors or like you know crew members' kids are like, hey, you want to be in the movie? You want to make a cameo? I'm sure the kid who played Stephen was some producers. Or like, I just think that's so you know. interesting, though. Like, why did they? Like, I think it's. It's I don't know. That just like that part messed me up because I'm like, okay, what kind of dream is this? Like, so. Ah, oh, it just messes me up. Like, really? That he's watching real life kids, but they don't look like him, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I also just really like the aesthetic of the North Pole. Mm-hmm. It's like really industrial, but still kind of the times, though. Kind of match exactly. It matches that nineteen forties, you know, almost like factory town yeah. in its heyday type yeah. look. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminds me a lot, and you mentioned golden tickets at the beginning. It almost has like a Willy Wonka-ish same feel thing. with like the factory and how it looks and that's the same time like period though the pneumatic tubes and you know the yeah. giant pile of of presents it's very whimsical mm-hmm. but it's still it's like industrial whimsical yeah <laughs> would be the aesthetic of the North Pole it is kind like of it's like that all red brick <coughs> I don't know if you've noticed this but there was a brief as they're going through the North Pole for the first time. You see a statue of Rudolph. Really? Yeah. There's a brief moment where they're driving, they're going through the North Pole, and you see a statue of this reindeer in like this little square, and it has a red nose. But yet, there are only eight reindeer. Like Rudolph oh. is not part of the team. Are you serious? But Rudolph's there. Oh my gosh! I'll have to look out for that next time. What? So, yeah. So there's a, a. I noticed I was, this time watching. I'm like, I was Rudolph. Like, that statue had a red nose. Yeah. So, I'm like, okay, interesting. So, it's, um... Also, I thought of this, and this, I'm just getting too much <coughs> into the world of the movie now, but they have Christmas music playing, which is, like, written and sung by, like, people, like, adults. Yeah. Like, do, do those who write Christmas music, like, Silver Bells, Winter Wonderland, Jingle Bells, all that... Like, are they contracted by the North Pole? Because, like, they're playing their music at the North Pole. And, like... Or is it just a matter of, like, oh, you know, some, some guy in the real world just wrote the Christmas song. song. You know, let's, let's bring it up to the North Pole. You know? I would think that's what would happen. The latter. The latter? Okay. I would think. <laughs> so... <laughs> Getting deep into this. No, the, not the whole not music industry think. is in cahoots with Santa Claus. So, um, but I also think that's another like them just connecting it to real, real life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, just like when they were watching those real kids, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, okay, so this real music. This was something I was thinking of during this movie, <laughs> and let me know if I'm too off base. Oh boy, but so Tom Hanks plays several of the characters in this film. I was thinking when the boy, what if all those different characters he's playing are kind of like potential futures for the boy. Yeah, I oh, thought that too. Okay. Like the ghost. Yeah. The conductor, mm-hmm. Santa Claus. Whoa, the kid becomes Santa Claus. I, okay. I, oh, <laughs> Hold right, on, you, rewind. You lost, you lost me there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I did Like in a metaphorical that. way, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I did think like, oh, he could become 
like the the, con- per- the, the conductor. Yeah, the conductor or the guy on the roof. Like I did mm-hmm. think that. Yeah. I also like how they don't give the boy or the girl. I think in the credits it says hero boy and hero girl. It does say that, yeah. Like, they're not given names. Yeah. Which is great because then, especially a younger kid watching it, can just project themselves onto that kid, whether a boy or a girl. And Yeah, his know, name's Anthony, right? I thought it was Adam. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the girl was named Rhea. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Sarah, then? His Sarah's sister? his sister. His sister. My oh. sister Sarah, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the only characters who are named are the sister, mm-hmm. Sarah... Billy, because of his present, mm-hmm. and that's it. And Stephen. And S- Stephen, <laughs> who didn't Stephen, do it, who didn't put the gum in his sister's hair, um, who could also be named Sarah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we get Stephen, Billy, Sarah, and Santa Claus. And that's it. Yeah, we get no other names, uh-huh. which I find very interesting. And I really like how when Santa signs the card, he says Mister C. Yeah, there's something about that that is kind of like classy and mysterious <laughs> and like. So, like coming at, at a I don't know there's something about that that I really like yeah it's not like Santa Claus or yeah. like you know from Mr. Claus it's just Mr. C mm. it's very I, don't, I won't say subtle but that's not the right word and like a connect that there's a connection between the boy and Santa mm-hmm. like so. we're cool now yeah kind of yeah, like yeah. that you're good you pay your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> if they're really cool it'd be just Nick yeah <laughs> mm, that's something to think about yeah so it's it's interesting. And I like how the reindeer were like floating the whole time as they're coming out, and the reindeer yeah, they had to the rain elves down. have to hold them down. Yeah, also I thought they were crowd surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I I was so Just stepping on I elves' was so heads. disappointed when I found out that was not what they were. Oh, doing. you yeah. wanted them to be crowd surfing? Yeah, I oh. thought they were crowd surfing. Oh, I just, no. it, okay, so living in that belief in your belief for a second. The reindeer were crowd surfing. Yeah. How did you want Santa to enter that? <laughs> Would you want Santa to also be crowd surfing? So I, okay, honestly, I thought that he was going to come out on like a chariot. Like I thought they were going to oh. carry him out. Oh, uh, one of the old Roman, you know, carrying yeah, them on the chair. I, he was just going to come out waving and things. Like oh, I yeah. thought that that was going to happen. I, I so feel... when he came out, like it was a rock concert and he's high fiving elves at the front <laughs> gate. I'm like, oh, well, this is different. Yeah. And I loved how I loved how he couldn't see him until he said, yes. "Oh, that was so." Good. I, said, I believe, yeah. yeah. And wasn't it cool how he Santa was glowing? Yep. Yeah, it's. I love this version of Santa, because he's, he's. I don't want to say he's neutral, but like, there's some version of Santa Claus, like the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer Santa Claus, which we discussed last week, who's just a jerk. To, to Rudolph was like, you should be ashamed of your weird son, daughter. <laughs> and then you have, like, Tim Allen Santa Claus, who's just super jolly all the time. But this Santa Claus is just, like, really neutral. He comes out and he's like, you know, some patience would be good and some humility. You know, you've been a great leader, young lady. You know, Billy, good to see you found Christmas spirit. And let's talk to you. He's just super... Like, put together? He's super saying? chill. Yeah, like... Like, he knows... It's almost like he knew that the bell was going to be lost. You know, like, he had time to wrap the present, write the letter, while he was delivering presents. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I like this version of Santa, because you don't see him that much, either. I feel like big characters like that, you don't need to see a lot of them. You know, Mm -hmm. we've been building up to him this whole movie, and he's there, and he's gone. 
Like, he doesn't overstay his welcome. It's not like, all right, it's the Santa show now. You know, it's still about the boy. Yeah. Like, he's still the main character. Oh, yeah, true. So. I will say, I wanted more from the elves, though. More I, from the elves? I, I wanted to see them more. Did I wanted you? to. I love, like, I feel like that's the one of the best parts of, like, Christmas movies is, like, how personalized the elves are. And, like, you just get to know each one, and they each have their own little personalities. Mm-hmm. And we only got a little taste, and I really wanted to know them. Like, you wanted to know the elves, yeah. yeah. There's an animated Christmas movie that came out five, six years ago now. It's called Arthur Christmas. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of it? I've heard of it, yeah, yeah. It's not Arthur the Aardvark. It's different. It's, um, it, was, it was done by Aardman Studios. It was made in... Like England, because it has a lot of British actors. Like James McAvoy plays the main character. The guy from House plays one of the characters. Um, and I, I can't think of the other actors off the top of my head, but there there's some big names there. But in that movie, the elves are pretty personalized. Yeah, I love yeah. that. That's the best part. I yeah, just pretty fun. I don't know. I love. Okay, real quick. Talk about how dense these elves might be, because I'm talking like physically dense. Because they're in the the balloon, the dirigible, I guess, and they're coming down. They're about to hit the the star, and then only like I don't know, ten elves jump off of the thing and they fly up. I'm like, how? I that was hilarious. How dense are these are these beings? You know, it's like, oh my gosh. But magic carries a lot of weight. Yeah, but there's. Arthur Christmas, but but yeah, I um, I love yeah. I guess magic does carry a lot of weight, <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's very um, very interesting. The I love just the tech of the North Pole too. That they have like a giant purple hot air balloon. I like how you thought you're like, wait a minute, that's not a sleigh. <laughs> yeah. I, oh yeah. I'm like, whoa. Wait a minute. Where are all these presents gonna go? Like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, the the tech part was a little bit ahead of its time, I think. Like yeah. as far as just like how, put it in the 1940s. Yeah, this is how everything runs. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I loved the the when they're looking at the kid Stephen. They didn't do it. They have that giant globe in the center that's like moving around and oh, it moves yeah. to New Jersey. I love how. Like, imagining what it's like before Christmas, like, the week before Christmas, how everyone's in there checking, you know. I love how he's like, all right, we'll cut him some slack. We'll put him on the, you know, check it twice list next year. Yeah, <laughs> I love when he did a little phone in. Phone a friend. Yeah, he's like, phone all right, well, let's hear. All right, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, no, all right, all right. And I, and I like the that. Hook. I always thought, like, that's a cool, neat message to kids, where there have been some years where I've been like, Oh no, I was bad. Like <laughs> yeah. Christmas, but I still got a present. Oh, Santa must have cut me a little bit of slack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they give you some grace at the North Pole. Yeah. yeah. They're understandable. I mean, they're they're stern, but they're understandable. Santa's made mistakes before. Yeah. Right? It's fine. It's, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I, I just love the, the one else says Meshugana, which is like some <laughs> Yiddish word for like I'm crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> like, oh okay. I love the Joyzeal. We talking nothing for Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> That's amazing. No presents under the tree. <laughs> <laughs> See, I needed more of that. Like, I need you to talk more. They only had like three lines. Yeah. yeah. Also, we had Steven Tyler elf. Yeah, like from the elves we see, there's like neat variety. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Steven Tyler Elf, like, okay, I, 
where are we now? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know. He's like, rocking on top of the world, yeah. Rocking on top of the I'm like, whoa, we are at a 60s rock concert now. We yeah. have jumped a few decades. Yeah. The one elf gives a nice pun. Because it's Christmas, I'm going to let you slide. And he kits, hits the sled kid down, yeah. Mm, and that was, like, that was like a Brooklyn elf. Yeah. Also, when, when Billy's like holding the present and he's like, come on, trust me. I'm like, I wouldn't trust you. I know. I, know. I was like, well, what reason do we have to trust you? What have you told me? I'm okay with like gruff elves that like, they're still good. Like, yeah. I'm okay with that. You know, tough love elves. But this guy was like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take it's care of it. It's in good hands. Yeah, trust yeah. me. I'm like, ooh. Is it? I like, should I trust you? I don't know. <laughs> ooh. But yeah, I loved when he found when his gift was there too. Like, yeah. yeah, that was such a. It's a last minute gift that gets yeah. thrown in there. What do you think about so he that bo- Billy lives close to the hero boy, mm-hmm. but when the hero boy gets back, Santa hasn't been there yet. Yeah. What do you think of that? I think it's. I think it could be that he, if we're gonna go realistically speaking here. The logistics of the film. Santa probably found the bell mm-hmm. and then either went right back to the North Pole to get it gift wrapped, right? The letter came back to deliver it. Or he was delivering everything else. He was going to wait till the last one to make sure that he found the bell. Like he was like, all right, I'll deliver presents a while. In between each house, I'm going to look for the bell. If I can't find it, then I'll just deliver the presents. Mm, I don't know, because the bell was on his seat. That's what he said. So yeah, <laughs> found this on the seat of my sleigh. Yeah. yeah. So I think I don't think it's really that deep. I think it was just like what's it what's his name? Billy? No, that's the other The guy. Hero Boy, the main kid. Oh, that's his name? In the credits, yeah. It's Hero wow. Boy and Hero Girl. They're not given names. So well, why does Billy get a name? We'll get back to that. But I think um <laughs> Like, just the hero boy, like, he gets to see Billy's Christmas go well. Like, I think that's all that was supposed to be. He just gets to see it end well and how it could end for him. And then when he gets back, it's, like, back to reality. Yeah. And the night goes back to, like, what it would have looked... It's hard to explain, like, what it looks like outside of Billy's mind. Yeah. This is what Christmas looks like. If when we're up in our rooms and we're like in bed, do you mean the hero boy? Yeah, not Philly. Yeah, sorry, I okay. mixed them. Yeah, but like, confused. this is what Christmas looks like. It's uh-huh. quiet. Like it's the trees here. Maybe our parents haven't gotten up and put anything under the tree yet. Yeah. yeah. Also, I realized that when he he falls asleep, I looked at the clock. Like at the very beginning, he's, he falls asleep at like ten twenty, and I think he wakes up at eleven fifty five, like right before midnight. So this whole movie took place five minutes to midnight. <laughs> wow. I just realized that in retrospect. I'm like, wait a minute. Right before he goes to sleep. Because, I mean, this is what he's thinking about yeah. right before he goes to sleep. And then, I mean, in your mind, like, right before you go to sleep and then you wake up, it's the next day. Yeah. Like, so it feels sure. like that quick. Yeah. But yeah, the clock, when, when he wakes up the second time, looks over, the clock's moved to 11.55. And then, like... The radiator does like the train whistle. I just love that part too, and like the trains showing up yeah. and are shaking. I like on the clock it says like um, twelve twenty, like the fours like in between before it oh. moves to twelve twenty five. I thought mm-hmm. that was so cute. Like, like the, the date. date. 
Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, like halfway between. 20. <laughs> it's like the four and a five uh, or like that. Yeah, maybe. Oh, so yeah. he's in between time. Yeah. yeah, maybe that's the idea is that this whole thing took place in that period between, like, right before... Mm-hmm. I could believe that. You know, I could Christmas too. Eve and Christmas. Yeah. yeah. And once the Polar Express does its round, Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Also, I never caught that Billy's house, the first time you see it, it's not decorated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you come back, there's a wreath on the front door there's and a, a Christmas tree. tree and the lights are on. The Christmas mm-hmm. lights are on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I also like how the... Go with decoration discussion. The When the tree falls off... The star falls off the tree at the North Pole... There's a there's a plug there's a plug attached yeah, to like a big yeah. plastic yeah. plug and yeah. I'm like cool and then like catch it and like almost hits that like Ooh. that was great <laughs> yeah that was fun yeah and just like also they were losing altitude real quick like are these like first time you know all right new 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 blimp team this year it's because the three kids or the four kids in there they really oh, brought the, the four kids who are weighing it down, down. I don't like, know. We, so. we always do it this way and then these this added weight <laughs> maybe those kids are really dense too <laughs> yeah. that could be it i mean but if you have an exact calculation that's true anything you know anything can throw it off but does so. he deliver the same amount of gifts each year <clears throat> well i guess he do calculations if you do them differently ahead of every time. year, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, we have to get the same. Also, think about him know. getting to all those gifts. Like, are they, are they stacked in order of the houses? Because like, he's gonna have to swim through that. that I guess sack. I guess it might be because Billy's was on top. Yeah. And Billy's is the first Christmas we see. That is true. So maybe mm-hmm. he he does start like the last gift that's put in the sleigh is the first gift that's delivered, mm-hmm. and then works all the way down throughout that the rest of the world. That could make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like. I don't know how the post office does it. Maybe it's the same as the post office. You know, it's like all... I can't tell you how post office is. Yeah, you were looking at Rhea like she knows. He was. I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, the post office is pure magic. Whenever my package is late, I always ask Rhea what's happening. Rhea, where's my mail? I really like the scene where the ice goes over the tracks and the ice is actually melt or like getting broken mm-hmm. and their train is trying to beat it to to get to the tracks again mm-hmm. they have to go left and right. right and then they finally hit it and you see like all the sparks of it landing on the train mm-hmm. and it like goes and the train goes in slow motion for a second yeah. up mm-hmm. that little hill oh it's such a cool scene and it actually hits underwater when it, it actually goes underwater because you see briefly mm-hmm. bubbles they pull it up yeah. from oh, yeah. the when it hits the tracks mm-hmm. um just love that and um, I love the different things the conductor says, where he's like, left, right, and then he's just like, hang a Louie, toss a Richie, and I'm uh-huh. like... Yeah, what, what all is he saying? Because I, I miss it. I think, does he say starboard? Bird, bird I think he says, to the port, and he says, to the starboard. Oh. So port's left, starboard's yeah. right, so he's... He was just saying left and right, but like different, ways, different ways of saying... I've never heard of hang... I've heard of hang a Louie. Never heard Tossa Richie though. Is that like <laughs> slang from that time though? I guess so. Like, yeah. I've heard Hang a Louie in like older films. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, you're gonna hang a Louie up there. Mm. So are maybe you... then Tossa Richie onto, you know, Main Street and then you'll be there. I see. So you're saying my grandparents would say, and then what in the name of Mike are you doing? <laughs> yeah, maybe what in the name of maybe Mike was like a famous actor at the time <laughs> and Although I guess we don't say like what in the name of Beyonce. 
Yeah. Although we could. We should make that a thing. We, we should. should. There we go. What in the name of Beyonce? So it says yeah. it's from New York. New York? Hangalooey. New, New York. Yeah. Okay, so the conductor's from New from York. From Boston. Or Boston. Boston. Then it says Boston down here. Oh. Are you on the Hangalooey Wikipedia page? <laughs> yeah. Actually, kind of. It's worldwide words. Hangalooey. I've heard the term hangalooey for it's turn left. I've never heard the corresponding one for turn right. Is there one? And then it goes on to talk about long things. And then those from Boston. Bangalooey rather than hang one. Ah. Hmm. Interesting. It's interesting. I wonder if there. If but okay, so maybe, maybe this is actually set in the sixties. The sixties. Maybe because. I mean, what the hell is Steven Tyler doing there? Like, that's weird. Yeah. And I feel like it would all match. So maybe this is actually the 60s. Railroad tracks would still be relevant. Mm-hmm. That yeah. whole thing would still be relevant. Yeah. Um, but this term, at the end, it says the whole thing first came in the 1960s. Okay, so I, I'm on the same website you're on. Yeah. And it looks like... Um, there are other things, including Hanger Ralph, Hanger Roscoe, Hanger Rui, and Hanger Richie, which is the yeah. corresponding turn right. right. Oh. So he literally just saying turn left, turn right, turn left, turn right, mm-hmm. in different ways. Hanger Reggie is from Illinois and Wisconsin. Hanger Rachel was popular in Seattle. All right, Hanger Rachel. Hang or make a Rochester is from Tennessee, and Hanger Roger is from Miami. Hmm. Interesting. That is very interesting. So. And then turn a U- hang a Ulysses is apparently okay. slang for a U turn. <laughs> Thank goodness they didn't say uh, hang a Ulysses. Hang a Ulysses or or chuck a Yui is from Australia or whip a Yui. I've heard I've heard a Yui. Yeah. That's that's still used today. Yeah. I've heard hang a Louie, but never heard toss a Richie. So Mm-mm. interesting. So well, overall, you said seven out of ten. Seven. Out of 10. Would you watch it again? I would. I'd watch it again. Will you add it to your Christmas movies you watch every year? Yeah. It, it'd be at the bottom. Be the bottom? The bottom. Yeah. What, what, what is a movie that's like incrementally like right above the Polar Express? So, wait, right above it? Yeah. Or like if it's at the bottom of the list, what's... What used to be at the bottom now that you've put this at the bottom that's hard because I don't usually think of bottom movies on a regular basis but I'm a I'm an old school Christmas person I never get tired of the Scrooge story A Christmas Carol mm-hmm. I never get tired of that I can watch which that which one do you watch time. though which version I, I love the black and white one Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like the original. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't really like the Disney one that much but that's no. okay. It's Have exciting. you seen the Bill Murray Scrooged? Uh, no. That's a modern no. one. I don't know, maybe. I've seen a lot of them, but, gotcha. I mean, it's the same story, so it's kind of hard to... Yeah. <laughs> now, when you see the Disney one, do you mean, like, the one with Jim Carrey, like, the new animated one, or, like, the Scrooge McDuck Disney one? It's the animated one. Okay. That's directed by Robert Zemeckis as well. Same really? guy who the Polar Express, so... And in it, that would Jim, make sense. Jim Carrey plays a lot of roles in that one. Like, he plays Christmas Past, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the... The, um, the candle ghost. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, Christmas present. Yeah, yeah. I never get tired of that. I like Charlie Brown Christmas. I like Christmas TV shows mm-hmm. segments. Mm-hmm. Like those are great. Yeah. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Ria. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah. this has been fun. It's yeah. been fun. We All have right. to talk more Christmas things. We will. Yeah. We will. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All righty. Well, thank you very much. Bye, guys. Bye. See ya. So, we just finished our discussion with the Polar Express with our, our lovely guest, Ria. And now we're going to discuss our favorite TV Christmas specials through mm-hmm. TV episodes. So we both made a list of our top five each. So, Anthony, if you would like to... Whoops. <laughs> uh, if you'd like to start off, what is in your top five list of best Christmas specials? <laughs> I would say... Oh, wow. Now that, now that I'm looking at this, this might not be my actual top five. Okay. So, first off, I have an episode of the TV show Community, mm-hmm. the season three Christmas episode, Regional Holiday Music. Okay. This one's particularly funny because it's a satire of this TV show Glee. Oh, yeah, yeah, There's a lot of tongue-in-cheek references there. Mm-hmm. And it's just pretty funny. Good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What about you? What's on yours? Oh, my... On my top five... I have quite a variety, but I would say the the it's not on there like chronologically. There's like my top ever in no particular order. Mm-hmm. But I would say there's a Doctor Who Christmas special called Last Christmas, mm-hmm. where it's the whole episode is like a spoof, or really spoof like a reference to the movie Alien, mm-hmm. where it's this Arctic or it's like it's like it's Alien and the Thing combined. Or it's this Arctic research base where the people who are there doing the research, half of the research team has been, like, attacked by these aliens, which have their, like, their whole faces are covered by, like, these facehugger-type things. Mm -hmm. Um, And the doctor, who's this alien time lord who just travels around the universe recognizes that the aliens, like, feed off of dreams Mm -hmm. and the brain patterns that are produced when you're dreaming um and it's it's almost kind of like that those two movies thing in Alien and Inception because you come to find out at the very end of the special that everyone's been dreaming this whole time and that the people who they saw dreaming were the people who were asking the doctor for help so like they were watching themselves dream it's really trippy the best part is is that Santa Claus is the main character mm-hmm. in the episode two at the North Pole, and there's like two elves. Simon Pegg actually plays one of the elves. No way. Yes, yeah, so Simon Pegg is an elf, and Nick Frost, who he's done a lot of movies with him, like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, all the Simon Pegg movies. Mm-hmm. Nick Frost is like the the bigger guy who's always with Simon Pegg. Yeah. And Nick Frost plays Santa Claus. It was just that name and the role is really funny. Yeah. Um, he, like, comes in. He has, like, a laser gun, Santa. What? And he, like, bursts into the research base, like, riding Rudolph. <laughs> and you find to find out that, that that whole thing was a dream. But it's it's really, really, really great. It's really fun. That so, sounds fun. Yeah. I feel like I didn't do a good job giving a recap of that community episode. <laughs> now that I think about it. So... Taron Killam, he's from mm-hmm. SNL. Mm-hmm. He plays, he plays the community colleges in this TV show Community. He plays their like uh, artistic director or yeah, yeah, yeah. or Glee Club director. Mm-hmm. And he's and something happened to the Glee Club, 
so he needs so I get the main cast of community has filled in I guess for the glee club before so he's trying to get them to fill in mm-hmm. and he like him playing music like kind of like hypnotizes them so he gets them one by <laughs> one and then they get all these other people and there's a really cool scene where so one of the characters is played by Donald Glover mm-hmm. who's also childish Gambino yeah and he does this really awesome Christmas rap nice that's that nice Another one that's on my list is The Fright Before Christmas. Mm. That's a Danny Phantom Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. That one's really fun. In that episode, the main character, he's just really not about Christmas because it's, it's kind of, <laughs> this is where it gets weird. Oh. Apparently when he was a little, have you seen this one? No. When he was a little baby, his parent, his parents have always fought about Santa Claus, about whether he's real or not. Uh-huh. His dad believes that Santa's real, the mom doesn't. Mm-hmm. And... As they were fighting when he was a baby, a, a dog peed on him because he was being neglected. So that's why he hates Christmas. It's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> and he ends up destroying this ghost writer in this this ghost who's a writer called the Ghost Writer. Get it? Uh-huh. This ghost writer writes this book about Christmas, mm-hmm. and he destroys the book. And the ghost writer gets mad because the main character, Danny Phantom, destroyed the book. So then he makes a story about him. So mm-hmm. And the ghost writer is played by Will Arnett. Oh, who's cool. Hilarious. Yeah. And when he's narrating, he keeps speaking in rhymes and. Mm, gotcha. Kind of funny. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, another one on my list is from The Office. I believe it's season three. Mm hmm. A Benny Hanna Christmas, and I believe this was right around when they were having the um, scriptwriters' strike in Hollywood. So the episodes of that season were much longer because mm-hmm. uh, they only were able to write so many episodes. So they made them really long. It's like a forty-five minute episode of The Office. Um, I just love it because of just how weird and absurd it is. Because it starts off with Michael, who's the head of the office mm-hmm. or the the regional manager, um, like. His girlfriend at the time, he, like, stole a picture from his girlfriend's house (laughs) who had an ex-husband, and he, like, put his face on top of the ex-husband, like, this picture of them skiing together, and she's like, what is this? He's like, it's my Christmas gift. We're gonna go skiing. Or did he send it as his his Christmas card that year? card, that's right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And everyone's like, what? She's she's like, this isn't... This isn't cool. Like, don't do that. He's like, yeah, but you want to go to Sandals, Jamaica with me? <laughs> and she's like, I, we're done. No, I'm, we're through. Uh, and so Michael's, like, super depressed that Christmas. And so to cheer him up while the Christmas party is trying to be planned by the party planning committee, um, Michael is taken by Dwight and Jim and Andy to Benny Hanna's mm-hmm. for Christmas after their Christmas dinner, and um, the episode had started with Dwight bringing in this dead goose that he had hit in the parking lot, saying how he's going to, like, butcher it and then cook a whole, like, goose dinner for them. Yeah. Um, There's this great scene where they're at Benihana's, and if you've been to Benihana's or any kind of hibachi-style Japanese grill, you'll know that you all sit around the grill, and you don't necessarily have to be with you know, the people who are there, but you're kind of, kind of lumped in there. Mm-hmm. And so it's Andy and Michael and Jim on one side, and then this couple, these two people, and then it's Dwight. So Dwight's, like, separated from them. And Michael and Andy keep trying to flirt with the waitress, 
and Dwight can't hear anything, so he's like, "What? What's she saying?" And Jim's like, "Oh, uh, she's asking him how to how to butcher a goose." And then Dwight just leans over this other couple's food and is like, "Oh, you gotta cut the neck and turn upside down, let the blood all drain out." Meanwhile, people are trying to eat their their meal, and like. Michael and Andy keep trying to steal their food, thinking like, "Ah, this food's for everyone." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna try some steak. <laughs> and it's like, like, these are their like, that's not your food. Yeah. Uh, and then they bring the waitresses back, and just hilarity ensues where, because they're both Asian, Michael can't tell the difference between yeah, so he the marks two. one. He marks one of their <laughs> hands with a sharpie, <laughs> and he walks into the like the the break room where both of them are there. And he's like. Where is she? Where's my girl? And he like looks in the fridge, like, <laughs> where are you? Even though it's like right in front of him. Yeah, but love that episode. So good. Yeah. Now I'm rethinking my list. I I love The Office. The Office is one of my absolute favorite TV shows. Mm-hmm. I should have included one of the Christmas episodes because I watch those every year. Yeah. I think Benihana might be my favorite. It's you're right. It's a 40 minute Christmas special. Mm-hmm. It's longer episodes. So good. So next I have on my list, though, is from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia called Mm -hmm. A Very Sunny Christmas. Mm. So this, it gets pretty, like, it gets, the comedy gets kind of really dark at some points. Mm -hmm. So it's not one that I'm like, I I love to watch, but there's a scene that's just hysterical where, have you ever seen this show before? Mm -hmm. No. Okay. So... Frank is played by oh who's that actor? Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. <laughs> and he is the like adopted father of Dee right. and Dennis, two of the characters. Mm-hmm. And every year he will buy presents that they want mm-hmm. for himself. Oh. So in this episode he bought this really nice coach purse and he's using it to to eat Cheetos out of. <laughs> And then for Dennis, he buys this really nice car, and he's, like, making changes to it that are crappy. Oh, jeez. And so Dee and Dennis get mad, and they're like, we need to change his ways. We'll take him through a Christmas carol. <laughs> and so they're like, we'll do the past thing, the present, blah, blah, blah. And so for the Christmas present, they bring him to his old insurance office, because <laughs> their Christmas party is going to be held there. Mm-hmm. And... And uh, they're like, we're gonna have you here and have uh, have you listen as people talk shit about you, and and he goes, oh, just put me in the couch there. And they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, just take the stuff again and put me in the couch. So what ends up happening is they sew him into the couch, and Dean and Dennis, Dennis are standing by the couch at this Christmas party, and they're trying to talk to these people to get them to talk crap about Frank. And they're like, yeah. we have no idea who Frank is because <laughs> he hasn't worked there in years. Oh. And then they look over, they're like, is there a man in that couch? <laughs> they're like, don't pay attention. And at one point, Frank like rips open the couch and he's just completely naked and sweaty. Oh my gosh. It's hysterical. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, oh wow. So <laughs> another one on my list is and it's kind of a cop out because it's not really a like a a series but the tv special a year without santa claus mm-hmm. is one of my favorites mostly yeah. because of heat miser and snow miser mm-hmm. you know the we discussed this last week with the rankin bass um christmas specials rudolph frosty all those different like stop motion ones and that one is just so weird because it's almost like 
each special has its own lore mm-hmm. that's attached with it, and it's just so, you know, weird and wacky. And this one where you have these two, like, beings, I guess, who control cold stuff <laughs> and hot stuff. Uh-huh. There's no, like, lukewarm miser. There's no, like, guy right in the middle, I guess. Because um, one... Snow Miser talks about, like, you know, I'm all about... I never want to see a Christmas that's under... That's o- it's over 40 degrees. Yeah. And then Heat Miser says, I never want to see a Christmas that's under 60 degrees. Mm-hmm. So what happens between 40 and 60 degrees? Are they just like, eh, screw it, whatever, I don't care. Like, you know, that right there in the middle, there's no, like, <laughs> I'm Mr. Moderate Christmas. I'm Mr. Maybe Snow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, do you, do you think it's Mother Nature? Well, I know that they've they've done like live action versions of this particular special. There's a live action version featuring, um, oh my gosh, what's it? he played uh, Sully in Monsters Inc. He's on um, um, John Goodman. Oh, John Goodman. Yeah, yeah, John Goodman plays Santa Claus in the live action version. Yeah, and then the kid from Thirteen Reasons Why, Dylan Minnette, he plays a little mm-hmm. kid. Yep. I've never seen this movie, but apparently it was an NBC special yeah, in two thousand six yeah. or something. And in that one, the movie ends. I never watched it, the entire thing, but I've seen this on YouTube. <laughs> the movie ends with Heat Miser and Snow Miser about to have a boxing match, mm-hmm. which I guess could have like caused chaos for Christmas. And then Mother Nature shows up, mm-hmm. who is, like, their mother, like, their brothers. Yeah. And Mother Nature shows up and is like, you boys better stop fighting. And John Goodman as Santa, he's like, oh, thanks for coming in, Miss, you know, Mother Nature. And it's implied that, like, they had a thing at one point. Oh, really? Weird, because Mrs. Claus is also there. Oh, that is weird. So it's it's very strange. Um, but I just love those <laughs> two, those two characters and just their songs they sing yeah. are great. And I love how... They go to like, I think it's like Minnesota and Georgia, and like this one town in Georgia. They're like, if you can South get Town, yeah, South Town. Like, if you can get us a white Christmas, well, then I declare, you know, we'll we'll just have to uh, boost Santa's ego, or like something like Santa's like nobody cares about Christmas anymore. Yeah, and they're like, we have to go prove that people care about Christmas, and like in in North Town. In like Minnesota, like if you give us a green Christmas, then we'll support Santa. And it's like, what? It's, it'd be like someone being like, "Listen, I got my friend here. He's usually feeling sad. If you could just like give him a little boost, yeah. Well, if you can make the sun rise in the in, you know in the west, then sure." It's like, wait, what? Yeah, you're asking the. I can't do that. Right. You know, that's out of my control. But I just love that one, and I have Mrs. Claus traveling around with them, like. I'm Mrs. Claus. Like, I'm the definitive, like, I'm married to the big guy. And you're like, I don't know if I believe in Santa. I'm like, what? <laughs> All right, whatever. That's great. Love yeah. it. Love it. ABC Family really liked those, the Miser Brothers, too, because back in, like, 2007 or 8, they made a Miser Brothers Christmas. Oh, uh, yep, yep. I remember it not being very good. No. <laughs> Did you see it? I've seen the musical number of the, like, I'm Mr. Snow, yeah. you know, whatever. I saw, I've seen that on YouTube, and it's like, it's still stop motion, but it's like, better stop motion. Yeah. But it still looks really rough. Right. <laughs> Next on my list, number four, no particular order, is 
an episode I just saw for the first time this year. It's called. It's from Bob's Burgers. It's called "God Rest Ye Merry Gentle Mannequins." Oh, I love this one. You seen this one? Oh, I have. Oh my gosh! Just the I, so this is the first time I've ever seen it. I've watched it twice this year already. Really? Yeah, I think it's so funny. Zach Galifianakis plays this character who is found in this storage unit. Yeah, like that he's... Bob ends up getting because his uncle died and his uncle left this to him. Mm-hmm. And so this guy's just been living in there. He has no idea it's Christmas. They end up letting this guy live in, in their in the family's basement. And then they, it turns out he decorates their... So they work at a... They own a burger shop. And he decorates the store window and all this festive stuff. It brings yeah. all this traffic in there. And the guy's kind of weird in that he says that he used to be... A, he's, he said he used to be... He's, he was married. And he shows a picture of a mannequin. And then he says he used to be a mannequin. Yeah, it's this weird, like... Was this guy actually a mannequin before? <laughs> like, he was put in a storage unit, became real, and like... Yeah. Or is he just tweaking? Yeah. You know, I remember that one where he's like... His mannequin wife is there, or he's like, You're cheating on me! Like, he sees another mannequin in like a short, like a shop window. Am I getting this right? <laughs> I think. What, what did you say? Or like, the... He sees like another mannequin, he thinks like it's his wife in like a store window... Like a ma- like another guy mannequin was like you're cheating on me. No no no. So no. Uh, what happens is he he says she she's lost like he lost her, mm-hmm. and then they the family ends up tracking her down. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And they get back together. Yeah. There's so many funny parts. Like he's <laughs> he's talking about their relationships. And he he's, he goes he's something like, and and then it turned off. Fall cash, fall casuals, and our relationship was anything but yeah, casual. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I have the last two on my list mm-hmm. I haven't talked about yet. Um, I'm gonna lump them together. Do it. So the first one is actually not a Christmas special, mm-hmm. but Rugrats because I believe Tommy is supposed to be Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's a Jewish character, which is. Strange for a kids show because a lot of like big mainstream kids shows just focus on Christian holidays, Easter, right? You know, someone has an Easter special, mm-hmm. Christmas, stuff like that. But there's a Hanukkah special where the grandfather is telling them the Hanukkah story, mm-hmm. and you see them like it's the babies, it's the Rugrats in the Hanukkah story. Oh yeah, and um, he's telling them about you know, and when the temple was you know. Knocked down. There was a miracle when the oil for the for the you know, for the lamp lasted eight days when it should have only lasted one. And it's you know this whole thing, and I just love that one because like they talk about it gives you like hints of Hanukkah traditions. So like latkes or like the potato the fried potato pancakes is a big thing, and you eat that with sour cream and applesauce mm-hmm. and all that and. I just love that one because it's not a normal... It's not... You don't see Hanukkah specials that often. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad... So my mom's Catholic. My dad's Jewish. So we celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas. And it was only like two years ago my dad was like, I should make latkes. And so good. Just... Oh, yeah. If you ever get a homemade potato pancake, oh, it's so good. And you put some applesauce on top. Mm-hmm. Ooh. 
It's it gets you in the in the Hanukkah spirit. <laughs> that sounds tasty. So good. And then the other one, my last one, is um, the SpongeBob Christmas special, which is uh, Christmas Who is the actual name. And I I apologize. I have to look this up just to make sure. Um, I'm getting this right. Where basically. Um, SpongeBob is trying to like find Santa, um, and it's just this really goofy like underwater Christmas episode. But what I love about it is that you know it starts off. With, I think it was the first introduction to Patchy the Pirate. Oh, was who, it? Who is SpongeBob's biggest fan? Yeah. And Patchy is a very unique character in the SpongeBob mythos because he's a pirate. Yeah, there's like a purple coat, purple velvet coat with like a parrot, like a like, like um, marionette parrot <laughs> yeah. who like talks to him. But he lives in Encino, California, like a suburb <laughs> of a suburb of LA. Yeah. And so it's this like pirate who lives in like like nowhere near the water. Yeah, um, but he just lives in California. Yeah, um, he's played by Tom Kenny too. He is who he voices just, SpongeBob. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I'm SpongeBob's biggest fan, and all that. And <laughs> what's funny, and the reason I picked this one is, very recently there was a SpongeBob SquarePants musical that was on Broadway. Really? And yes, we will. I'll show you some of the music after we're done recording. <laughs> but there's a SpongeBob musical, and Patchy the Pirate was a main character. No way. In the show, and he has this great song called "Poor Pirates," about how everywhere he goes, he's discriminated against because he's a pirate. Uh-huh. And he flew all the way to New York City to see this musical. He came all the way from Encino, California. Um, again, making sure that we remember that he lives in California. <laughs> and it's just a strange, strange character. But I just love that, you know, this guy who's a pirate lives in the suburbs and is SpongeBob's biggest fan. Yeah, that is it's pretty just a very funny. strange, strange character. But I love it. It's great. Oh, nice. My last episode on the list is from Hey Arnold called Arnold's Christmas. Mm -hmm. It's where Arnold is trying... He finds out that one of his neighbors was separated from his daughter when he was immigrating to America. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that uh, he's trying to track down the daughter. Mm -hmm. And he... Oh, where does he... He goes to the Census Bureau or something. Some government official... And agrees to do all this guy's Christmas shopping for him. It's on Christmas Eve. They get everything but this one last gift. And they get, get it to him. He says he he won't find uh, his Arnold's neighbor's daughter because they didn't get everything on the list. And then Helga ended up getting... Oh, I think it's a pair of boots. Oh, yeah. Something yep. Spin- Spinelli boots. Mm-hmm. Helga overhears this... Ends up giving the boots that she's wanted all this, like, desperately wanted, and then works with the worker to track down this girl. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's great. Love it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's a great list, I'd say, for both of us. Big, big fan of all the episodes here. I'll have to check out The Very Sunny Christmas from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That sounds pretty funny. Yeah. Especially the the couch scene. (laughs) 
I'll have to. Yeah, I hope I didn't ruin it for you because seeing no, it for the I've, first I've, time, I've, I, was, I cried laughing. I've seen that. I've seen a gif of that. You have before, yeah. Okay. Now I know the context, but I'll be able to see the whole episode. It'll be great. Yeah. Um, I would say Always Sunny is not one of my favorite shows. I know some people like love it. Mm-hmm. Some people hate it. Yeah. I'm definitely in the middle where like some episodes I'm like, yeah, this is really funny. Some of them I'm like, eh. Doesn't I'm that really way too. For me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like even that whole episode. Like there are some parts where I'm like, mm, this is a little too much. But that yeah. scene, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's hysterical. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a good, good uh, conversation there. Good list. Yeah. It was. It was noise. <laughs> Well, that was a, a great episode. Um, loved talking about the Polar Express. Loved watching that again. Um, really liked your list of TV specials. I'm going to check out some of those. Thank um, you. Yeah. So next week, uh, we will be talking about some more holiday-themed excitement. Uh, for sure, we'll be discussing the movie The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. And just all the strange implications that movie leaves for the Santa lore um, and the uh, the Santa mythos um, from the elves who are just so ambivalent to the death of their previous <laughs> boss to the implication of what the Mrs. Claus means and Santa Claus 2 and so much more. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll be looking forward to that and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.